You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. The Guided Goals Podcast gives you the tools, direction, and resources you need to pursue your passion project. I'm Deborah Eckerling, Project Catalyst, and this is the Guided Goals Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Michael Lennox, and we're going to talk about accelerating your projects. Michael is a spiritual teacher and author, psychologist, astrologer, and internationally renowned expert on dreams and dream interpretations. And he considers himself an ambassador to the unconscious mind. Um, welcome back to the Guided Goals podcast, Michael. Always so good to see you. Thank you. Great to be here. Always. Truly. Pleasure. And I'm, I'm so excited about our conversation today because, you know, it's one thing to make a decision and say, okay, I'm going to pursue this on the side or as part of my business or whatever. But there comes a point where you kind of have to step it up and sometimes the universe helps. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And sometimes it, it helps a little, sometimes it helps a lot. What is going on? I, I was, I think, attracted to studying astrology 15, 20 years ago for this very reason, that there are waves of energy that we all experience, that we all share, that astrology expresses, yeah? So um, I have a belief that there are waves of energy that we all ride, and while everybody experiences this very individually and differently based on who they are, what their consciousness is, and what their life narrative has become – this spring, the spring of 2016, is enormously accelerative. I don't even know if that's a word, but it's moving faster. The astrological reasoning behind this, not the cause of it, because astrology doesn't cause anything. It's just a simultaneous expression of what we're experiencing, is the planet that represents getting bigger, getting better, getting faster, and accelerating your joy is Jupiter. Jupiter right now is in the sign of Virgo, and Virgo is the archetype, the mansion of I know how to put it together. I know how it works. I can produce the desired expansion that Jupiter will bring because I know how all the moving parts work. So for people who are dialed in to a specific kind of project expression, and have enough of the moving parts available to them, this is a moment of rapid acceleration, of putting those pieces together and moving things forward faster than, say, the, a season ago. Okay, so how does somebody accelerate what they're doing without like going nuts because of all of this energy? <laughs> no idea. No, I, I'm going to answer the question as if I know. <laughs> Um, the mind is the part of our consciousness that does the writing. Most of the people who are attracted and drawn to your work are usually expressing themselves through words, right? Is that right. accurate? This is a challenge because words come from the mind. 
the mind is the part of our experience that is the most misleading and misguiding. I like to say the mind sees far, but it's always wrong. <clears throat> right? So there's two ways that we're talking about using the mind here. Okay? So in the I'm gonna hold my left. In the the sitting down and being prepared to be creative with the mind is a kind of a channeling experience, whether you would call it that or not. But that's that experience that one has when one is in the chair, finally. <laughs> if you've done all the distracting things that you needed to prepare. And if you're fortunate that Tuesday, inspiration comes and your writing might feel more like typing. Now, okay. yeah, right, that's that, okay. That piece needs no help from me. Like I, I have nothing to say about that for you, the listener, because that is an individualized expression of how you tap into the greater energies and use it to create. No one can really teach that or guide you how to find that. You've got to find that for yourself and, and, and cultivate it. The other side of the mind would be everything you think about that process and everything that you say negative about that process. So the first thing to answer your question is, if you're feeling a little crazy and chaotic with this accelerated energy, the first thing you want to do is notice what you're saying to yourself about the crazy chaotic energy. And if you're telling yourself you're overwhelmed, you will be overwhelmed. If you're telling yourself it's too much and too much chaos and I don't know where to go next, you will feel that experience when you sit down and write. So the way to get through that crazy, chaotic, overwhelmed, oh my God, the energy is so great is sit down and write. You can only write one sentence at a time. And so it's back to this idea of what you declare about the sensation that you're having. If you declare it as interfering with your capacity to sit down and write one sentence at a time, that's the experience that you will have. But if you just reframe it and say, oh my God, there's so much friction and electricity and stimulation, imagine what will happen when I sit down and I write one sentence at a time because there's always gonna be one that wants to come out at that moment. It's, it's got a natural evolution of expression on the page. You just don't know it because it's, the mind that tells you you're supposed to figure it out first is, mm -hmm. is wrong. You figure it out as you write. Whether it's a writing project or not a writing project, you still need to go out into the universe and make connections and promote whatever it is. Are there things people can do to um, capitalize on the good energy in that realm as well? I think so, but I think the, the answer that I'm about to give might be surprising to some people. The best way to take advantage of this enormous amount of energy is not to focus on uh, doing. Right. It's to focus on getting very still so that that energy can come through you in a channeled way. This is where meditation, I mean, sweetheart, if you're, if you listeners, dear sweetheart listeners, watchers, whoever you are, if you're tuning into this particular show, then you need to hear this message or you wouldn't be drawn to this show. If you're not meditating in some fashion, you'll be swept under the rug by this wave of energy. And this can look like anything. It can look like just taking a few deep breaths. 
It can look like feeling grounding into your chair a little bit, like this is a meditation. This may not look like a meditation, but what am I doing? I'm, I'm connecting my body to the chair so that my mind isn't doing the work. I'm quieting it in some way so that the, you know, all of this energy, it, it has a consciousness of its own. So by getting still in any way, through any discipline that works for you, you will align yourself with the, with the expression that the energy that's in you as an individual wants to come out and be expressed. And that includes marketing efforts, um, uh, making connections and networking, all of those things. If it's done from this chaotic place, no one's going to want to hear from you anyway. But if you approach each day with an, a little bit of a dose of dropping into your body, dropping into your breath, dropping into your what you know is known as the heart, whatever that means, quieting the mind and letting this expand so that you're moving a little slower. Pace because of what's going on in the universe, I'll wake up and I'll be thinking about my projects and I'll do that for a few minutes before I actually get out of bed and start my day. So that's good, right? Absolutely. What I would say that you're doing in a kind of innocent way is you're consciously creating your day. You're taking a moment to use your mind and your imagination to fulfill the actions that you will later take with your body. You're calling it, I'm thinking about the projects. Right. I'm just declaring that it's something that a little more sacred than that. For, for those who don't do this, what recommendations do you have for them to plan their day before they start their day? If you can have a relationship with the to-do list that isn't driven by your self-loathing, a to-do list will do. And here's what I mean by that. I know of countless ex examples of people, and I'm sure you know them too, who will write a to-do list that's about four line items greater than is even possible. Only four? I will. <laughs> so as a psychologist, I would declare that anyone who's doing that, if they're beating themselves up for not getting everything done on the list, that what's happening with the list is it's just a repository for your self-loathing and shame, that you're setting yourself up for failure so that you can fulfill some inner you know, mythology you have about yourself that, oh, I'm behind the eight ball because I never get enough done. So if 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 it if if you're one of those people then throw the to-do list away and just stop doing that so that you can have a more organic relationship with what is possible for the sake of someone who isn't meditatively oriented who isn't having a relationship with their to-do list that's really about you know self-beration the to-do list is a conscious creation of the day's intention you sit down with a paper and you say, what do I intend to do today? It's this and this and this and this. And then you go and you do it. And checking those things off can be very satisfying. I love to-do lists. Well, and that's in my coaching, except without the self-loathing part, I tell people, you write down everything that's in your head. But of course, you can't expect to get everything done. But you start by throwing everything out there, and then you pick the things that are feasible. What's wonderful about what you just described is what you're talking about is like a mind dump. Yes. By throwing 
every, so now we're really talking about a slightly different approach right. by writing everything down. You're clearing your mind of the distraction energy that'll happen in your mind when, as you're writing or doing or intending, then your mind will be in the background going, Oh wait, what about, Oh, I I'm out of almond butter. I, I have to get some. Um, right. But by dumping everything out, you're clearing the mind. Now, in order for that to be effective, you can't have any attachment to how much you get done or don't get done. So it's still predicated upon having some sort of a graceful relationship with that to-do list. So that at the end of the day, if the list has 25 things on it and you accomplished six of them, that that's a good day instead of, oh, I only accomplished six things, I'm failing. You have to be very careful about that. It's attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. Yes. And so for someone who can't quite accelerate their projects, who can't quite get it together, do you have any recommendations to kind of push them a little? I, I'm going to say that the first thing that comes when you ask that question is stop. What, what wouldn't it be interesting if, I, I, this, you may think this is crazy, and so maybe this is irrelevant, but I'm going to go with it for a moment. Please. Someone who's habitually unable to get to something, I would be curious as to what might occur if they just said, I'm going to stop working on it. I'm going to back away from it and then just see if it then pulls them back toward it. It's that old adage, if you love something, let it go. If it comes back to you, it's yours. If it doesn't, it was never yours to begin with. So I'm suspicious of the relationship someone is having to something where they just can't get started. So that's one idea would be, what would it be? What would it look like if you just took a break for a day or two? Now, I'm not talking forever. I'm just saying for a day or two, you just said, you know what? I'm going to put this off my plate, out of my mind, and see what that feels like. That might offer some interesting information. Um, Before you go on, I'm going to jump in just real quick. That's why I always recommend people have at least two projects they're working on so they are able to step back. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, I didn't know that about you. That's great. That's brilliant, I think, because sometimes you just don't have it. For something I listen, I believe in consciousness, which is sort of an esoteric way of saying the thoughts we have that we identify ourselves with, like I'm Michael, you're Deb, uh, uh, is, is such a small slice of, of what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And that anyone who has an idea is tapping into something that's much greater than them. And those ideas have a pace of their own. And so you have to honor that. You have to fight the impulse to declare that your pace and the project's pace is somehow like it will it will inform you mm-hmm. of of whether or not it wants to be worked on that day. So I like that idea of having, you know, more than one so that if one isn't pulling at you, maybe the other one will be. Or maybe it's a day to go to the park. I'm a very logical person who believes all of the stuff in the universe. I believe you need to listen to yourself and everything gets done in the time that it's supposed to. And you have to listen to the universe. How many stories have you heard of people who had an idea, wrote a little something down and then put it in a drawer. And then a year later, it became something enormous. 
that is something that happens. It happens all the time. It's, you know? it's the whole not yet. Sometimes things are just yeah, not yeah. yet. Now, this does not mean that resistance isn't a big thing. And you do have to know yourself. You do have to do some self-investigation around, is this resistance that I really don't feel I deserve? You know, there's a lot of undeserving floating around out there. People who ultimately want great things for themselves and their lives but don't feel that they deserve it. And if that resonates with anybody, that needs some attention. And that's not about writing. That's about some self-investigation. That's about sitting down with a journal or talking it out with a friend or maybe getting some outside help with a professional who can really help you sort of, you know, um, look at what's going on inside your psyche. Um, and if that feels at all like it's going on with somebody, that's going to need some attention because if you don't feel that you deserve your success as an expressor, you're never going to be able to express. Any other thoughts about accelerating processes or getting things rolling or... Enjoy it if it's happening because um, there are always going to be contractions that come part and parcel to expansions. And this is an important thing to be a respecter of, that if we're having an acceleration and an expansion in a moment, it's going to be followed at some point by some sort of a contraction. When that occurs, you want to be very mindful of that and not declare that it's something else. Meaning, for example, if you're feeling a lot of energy and a lot of ability to attend to some projects and you're being you're feeling prolific and expansive during a period of time you may find at a certain moment maybe it's tomorrow maybe it's next week maybe it's in the deep of summer that that shifts and it's a contraction moment because energy expands and contracts expand just like in breath out breath if you say to yourself this is back to what you tell yourself comes true if you say to yourself at that moment of contraction that it's over, I'm failing, it's gone away, this is every, I'm dying, this is terrible, you will miss the opportunity. If you just say, oh, I got it, I'm at an out-breath moment, I'm just going to respect that, do it consciously and say, I'll slow down, I'll, I'll accept that the pace is slowing in this moment. And trust that another acceleration will come when the right in-breath moment is at hand. Is it possible to never have that out-breath, to just keep rolling? You know, no, I don't believe that it is. I absolutely do not believe that it is. We live in a binary code world. Everything is a one or a zero, and, and we have to have both. We do not ever have day without night. We never ever have an in-breath without an out-breath. So it's not possible. So I don't believe that anything can exist in our dimension of consciousness that isn't both expansion and contraction, expansion and contraction. I had a client the other day say to me, um, oh, I feel like I'm taking one step forward and two step backwards. And I said, no, 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 no. That's never happening. You're always expanding. So it's kind of like, I don't know if I can show the visual here, but I showed her. I said, you take one step forward. And you lean back. So it feels like you're going backward, but you're not actually retreating. 
So it's, it's an illusion of expansion and contraction. It's natural. It doesn't mean you're failing. It just means that as you move forward, you sort of pause and then forward and you sort of pause and you f- move forward. So you must respect the contraction. That's good. And I think that that should be like the personal goal. I mean, these are all both personal and professional goals that what we talk about, but is to respect your downtime. Yes. Yes. And embrace it. Embrace it. Embrace it. It doesn't have any meaning. It just is uh, the moment. uh, Back to pace. If you're in your proper centered pace, then the downtime will feel more organic and natural because you won't be judging it. You'll be just like, oh, okay, this is a slow day. This is a pace slowdown moment. Okay, got it. I won't judge. It's all about judgment at the end of the day. Okay, so the, the, all this awareness is what's going to make everything a little bit more stable. Yes, awareness without judgment, without making meaning of it. Like if I'm accelerating, that's great. And I make that mean that this is, I'm, 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 you know, this is, you know, the best thing that ever happened and they'll never be different than this. Well, that's just as bad as the slowdown meaning that you're a failure. Mm-hmm. Nothing means anything. Oh, simple. Nothing means yeah. anything. Okay. Doesn't even have meaning, but oh well. And so the, the next goal I think should be to start your day with a to-do list, very yes. realistic things yes. that when you accomplish, you will be very happy and fulfilled. And the things you don't accomplish have the attitude of, oh, well. Yeah, okay, tomorrow. There's tomorrow. And I would say this, that, that if you want to take that to-do list to a slightly higher sort of spiritual level, mm-hmm. take a moment, close your eyes. And picture yourself accomplishing the to-do list. Oh, yeah. I'm all about that. Right? Because if you can't see it, it can't happen. That, that is correct. The goals this week are uh, pace yourself, be okay with the downtime, make your very realistic to-do list, and visualize. Good? Okay. Any any final thoughts? Anything to add? Are we good? Oh, yeah. Have fun, guys. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be fun. If, if you're not having fun, then something's amiss. Well, there you have it. Uh, thank you so much, Michael, for joining us today. Those listening, remember, go on out there and go for it. You can go to guidedgoals.com for links to... Uh, the previous episode and more information about Michael and for more tips on how to go out there and live the life you want and pursue your passion projects. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.